0: About six months ago, Pope Francis participated in a smudging ceremony in Quebec, Canada. What is a smudging ceremony and why would the Pope even be involved in that kind of thing, considering it is a pagan practice? Find out on this episode of Revealing the True Light.
1: There are so many religions in the world. How are they similar and how are they different? We need to know. The culturally correct view is to blend them all together as equally relevant and legitimate. But is that true? Prior to becoming a follower of Jesus, your host, Mike Shreve, was an avid seeker of truth, exploring many paths to spirituality. One of his passions now is to help bridge the gap so that others can discover the true light, which gives light to everyone entering the world. Now, here's Mike Shreve revealing the true light july twenty
0: seventh of two thousand twenty two Pope Francis went to Canada on something he called a penitential pilgrimage. It was a way of healing the breach between the Catholic Church and the indigenous peoples of Canada. You see between the years of eighteen seventy and nineteen ninety seven over a hundred and fifty thousand indigenous children from first nation tribes the Matisse tribes and Inuits were forced into government-run schools, and they were removed. They were uh, taken out of their culture, their language, their families, taken away from everything that was familiar to them into this environment where they were subjected to a whole different culture and a different way of living, and they suffered abuse, they have suffered sexual abuse, they suffered deprivation in many cases, and because the Catholic Church was very involved in this whole process, then Pope Francis felt like he had to make amends. And I respect him for that, but I do not respect what went on that day, because in this ceremony, and there were a lot of officials present, including Justin Trudeau, Uh, and uh, many government representatives and Catholic leaders, including I saw at least seven Catholic cardinals there. They were here in that place to build a bridge, and the main person leading the ceremony was some kind of spiritual leader from the indigenous people, and uh, I don't know what kind of uh, leader he claimed to be, what kind of role he claimed to fill, but as far as I was concerned, his actions were that of a shaman. And a shaman, well, shamans were and are the most notable of multiple religious figures present in traditional indigenous religions. They function as healers, prophets, diviners, and custodians of religious mythology, and are often the officiants at religious ceremonies. And so I believe this man was a shaman shaman is someone who acts as an intermediator between the natural and the supernatural worlds, using magic to control spiritual forces. And you're going to see how that actually happened. This smudging ceremony took place at the Citadel of Quebec, which is in eastern Canada. And here are are just a few of the things that happened. This individual who was leading the ceremony first called upon the audience to envision sacred fire surrounding them that unites everything in creation. So he was leading them in something called creative visualization, which the Bible does not teach. It is not a biblical practice. Men and women of God throughout the Bible receive visions from God that God inserts into their psyche, into their mind, into their spirit, but not through a process of visualizing something themselves. That enters into the realm of witchcraft. That enters into the realm of shamanism. You do not want a self-created vision, or you don't want to imagine something to try and cause a manifestation through your imagination. That's witchcraft, and yet that's exactly what was happening. And then this individual gave honor to the earth, wind, water, and fire, which is a practice in earth religions, like Wiccan religious practices. Uh, Earth, wind, water, and fire, uh, which also is assigning more honor to the creation than to the creator. In fact, Romans one twenty five talks about that, Paul rebuked these kind of practices, saying they have exchanged the truth of God for falsehood by worshiping and serving created things rather than the Creator. Praised be He forever. Amen. I never heard this individual give honor to the true God. I never heard this individual give honor to the Lord Jesus Christ, to the cross that bought salvation for all of us, or the empty tomb where His resurrection conquered all the adversaries of the human race, sin, satanic forces, the curse, death itself. None of that was mentioned, but he gave honor to earth, wind, water, and fire. He gave honor to these different aspects of creation, the mineral aspect, the vegetable aspect, and the human aspect. Once again, that's an approach that happens in paganism and Wicca, but not in the biblical Old Testament pattern or New Testament pattern. You won't find it in either place. Now the smudging comes in. That's when he lit this, I uh, suppose it was sage and sweet grasses, and he did specifically mention tobacco, which I found to be strange. And then with a large black feather, he was wafting the smoke into the room that was filled with a number of dignitaries and important people. And then he did something very strange. He asked the East to open its door that we might have access that direction, he said. And then he asked the South to open its door. In order for them to have access. And then the western direction, which he called the grandmother door. And then the northern direction, which he called the grandfather's direction. So he's asking for doors to be open. Doors to what? Doors to the spiritual world. Doors to the realm of spirit activity. And If you call the western door, the grandmother door, and the northern door, the grandfather door, that sounds like ancestor worship to me. And it also sounds like calling on the dead, which is outlawed in scripture. In Deuteronomy 18, let me read it to you, verses 9 through 14. God said, when you come into the land which the Lord your God has given you, you shall not learn to follow the abominations of those nations. There shall not be found among you anyone who makes his son or his daughter pass through the fire, or one who practices witchcraft, or a soothsayer, or one who interprets omens, or a sorcerer, or one who conjures spells, or a medium, or a spiritist, or one who calls up the dead. Now, this shaman was doing just about all of that, except for the first, making a son or daughter pass through the fire. For all who do these things are an abomination to the Lord, and because of these abominations, the Lord your God drives them out from before you. You shall be blameless before the Lord your God for these nations which you will dispossess. Listen to soothsayers and diviners, But as for you, the Lord your God has not appointed such for you. No one professing a faith, in the Lord Jesus Christ. Whether that person be Protestant or Catholic should ever come near a ceremony like this. And then something happened that really made me shudder. It really disturbed me. This shamanistic individual pulled out a bone whistle, a whistle made from the bone of an animal. And prior to blowing it four times, lengthy blows, He asked all of those present to put their hands on their hearts, which the pope did, and his uh, entourage of cardinals, they all placed their hands on their hearts, while this shaman blew a bone whistle to invoke spirits and pull them into the room. That's an invitation for demon possession. It was a scary scenario, a troubling scenario, why would you try to open doors to the spirit world? And then, listen to this, he invoked the Western grandmother to give access to the sacred circle of spirits so that they can be with us. Once again, what spirits are we talking about? What kind of guiding forces and entities is he appealing to? And he said, so that we can be united and stronger together, whatever that means. Now, for indigenous Catholics or the indigenous peoples that embrace the Catholic religion, the Western grandmother is St. Anne, who was supposedly the mother of Mary and the grandmother of Jesus. And you would call upon her in order to appeal to her to pray in your behalf, which is a Catholic practice, praying to the saints. But when I was raised Catholic, I did that. However, later on in life, when I became a born-again Christian, I realized the fallacy of that practice because, just to give you an example, there's 1.2 billion Catholics in the world. If one million of them, if only one million of them were calling on St. Anne or, or Mother Mary simultaneously in order to ask that departed saint to appeal to God in their behalf, then Mary or Anne or whoever's being talked to, Saint Christopher was the saint I prayed to quite often, would have to have the quality, the attribute of omniscience in order to process a million conversations at once. You'd have to have omniscience. Not only that is uh, the fact that that individual, that saint, that departed being would have to be omnipresent to be in a million places at once to personally interact with the people calling on them. Impossible. Only God is omnipotent. Only God is omniscient and only God is omnipresent. And so that doesn't work. But what spirits came in the room? I would not have wanted to be there, even as a bystander watching the wrongness of what was taking place. I would not have wanted to be in the midst of that going on. See, I've been to new age festivals to witness to people, to share the gospel with people. I went to a big, huge yoga festival in Atlanta, Georgia, big park there a number of years ago. And I happened to walk up to a tent where well, there was about 50 people gathered that were having tarot card readings. And I noticed the lady that was leading it would take the tarot card and pass it through sage smoke, just like this shaman was waving the smoke or wafting the smoke of sage and sweet grass and, and tobacco into the room. So she would pass the cards in order to purify the cards, to purify the cards. Smoke does not have power to purify anything. It is a witchcraft practice, practice, whether it's acknowledged as witchcraft or not. Witchcraft is illegitimate spiritual power. Whatever guise it takes, whatever role it fills is illegitimate spiritual power. And the Bible gives us the legitimate pathways to power speaking in the name of Jesus, claiming the power of the blood of Jesus, quoting the Word of God. These are legitimate paths to spiritual authority and power, not smoke. Of course, Catholics wouldn't have been shocked by that too much because they use incense smoke in their ceremonies. When I was a Catholic altar boy growing up, I sometimes would have the honor, I thought, of waving the censer, and the incense smoke would go out into the congregation, and supposedly it was a means of sanctifying the room, purifying those who were present. And I've known of instances where priests will actually hold the chalice where they're going to offer up the wine to God, and they believe in transubstantiation where it's turned into the blood of Jesus. They would hold that chalice over smoke incense smoke, in order to purify the chalice. No such thing can be found in the Bible. You cannot purify any article or any person with smoke. The smoke of sage doesn't clean a room of negativity. I read not long ago and laughed when I read it that Susan Rice burned sage in the office of Stephen Miller. Stephen Miller. Uh, Was a governmental official during Trump's time in office, and he was a speechwriter and a political advisor and a senior advisor for policy to Trump. Well, Susan Rice got in there, of course, with Biden, and she thought there was negativity in the atmosphere and all kinds of negative energy left over from Trump, and so she burns sage to rid the air of that influence. How ridiculous! And those are leaders in government that believe that has some kind of power. The only thing that has power is walking with the Lord Jesus Christ, who said, I give you power over all the power of the enemy. He said, I give you authority over all the authority of the enemy. Jeremiah 10 verse 2 says, Thus saith the Lord, Learn not the way of the heathen, and be not dismayed at the signs of heaven, for the heathen are dismayed at them. And I have a question for you did Elijah participate in Baal worship in order to build a bridge of communication with the Baal worshippers, Or did he take a strong stand for what was correct according to the word of God and according to the God of that word? Of course, he, he didn't compromise at all. And certainly there was a lot of compromise in the room when this smudging ceremony took place. So, Holy Smoke. Now you know why I titled this particular podcast episode, Holy Smoke. Not because it was holy, but because they thought
1: it was holy. Thank you for joining Mike Shreve today on Revealing the True Light. And thank you for opening your mind and your heart to the truth. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, cpnshows.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss new episodes. You can explore the beliefs of many world religions more deeply by ordering Mike Shree's book titled In Search of the True Light. We also invite you to visit our website, thetruelight.net, and sign up to be part of our global Internet family.